If you're in the market for a super addictive puzzle game, you have to check out Mini Motorways on Apple Arcade. It's a city planning strategy puzzler with an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today. That's sifter.com.au slash arcade for a free one-month trial of Apple Arcade, and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. New subscribers only, $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. This episode of Pixel Sift is proudly sponsored by Murdoch University School of Arts. With courses in games, sound, radio, screen, communications and journalism, there's an extensive range of top quality fields to propel yourself into your future career. It's never too late to get involved and improve your skill set. You can search Murdoch University for more information and to start down the road to knowledge. Murdoch University School of Arts, proudly sponsoring Pixel Sift. Hey, Gianni here, and this week we're bringing you something pretty special. We teamed up with fellow WA podcasters Party Loaded to record a live episode at PAX Australia at the Audio Technica booth on the show floor. Party Loaded is a weekly 60 to 90 minute show presented by Luke, Imogen, Jam and Ollie serving up fun in the form of news, reviews and interviews from the wider video game industry. They also give out some great recommendations on party games to play with your mates. We sat down with them uh, on the Sunday at PAX and we talked a little bit about uh, what we'd seen and what we're looking forward to Um, and without any further ado, let's jump in, shall we? Hey there, this is Gianni. Uh, we are with the team from Party Loaded. We've got Luke, we've got Mimo, we've got Mitch as well. I like how you're acting like we're the ones in charge of this. We're not the ones in charge of it. I just started. We, we yeah. walked, negotiated this beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Pa- yeah. PAX is in charge of this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're down at the Audio Technica booth on the PAX floor uh, recording a compilation episode, a collaborative episode. So we want, we want to decide on whether we're going to go with Party Pixels or Pixel Loaded or something. I think Pixel That's Loaded. That's for the lawyers to decide. I, yeah. I, think, I think we don't want to like encroach on another brand. And I did discover a game on the show floor. I don't know if we can pick this up on the camera. Apparently there is actually a Pixel Party. So maybe maybe we stay away from that and choose something a little oh, bit I think unique. Pixel Loaded, I think, I is like good. I like Pixel Loaded. I think that's cool. game-related. That's yeah. very good. Yeah. Now, I guess one of the things we wanted to talk about, because you guys are really big into your, your party games, and so are we. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk about some of our favorite party games from PAX. Yeah. Um, anyone want to kick us off? I will definitely kick us off. There was one that we played on the first day of PAX yep. called Party Crashes. So it's the same guys who make Party Golf. Yep. yep. And that game is nuts. Well, it's now got... I'm I don't have an answer anymore. You don't? Oh, yeah. my bad. Sorry. <laughs> I sniped your answer. Yeah. But the game is ridiculous. So it's really great. Great to play with friends. It has so many customizable options. I think they said it was about, you know, 20 different modes and then 100 different customizations within that. You can be a banana car. Yeah. So who doesn't love being a banana? Uh, and we had a great time on it. They had to basically, they kept showing us different modes and it got to the stage where we're like, we'll let somebody else play now, we best move on. Yeah. <laughs> it was very Tron-like. You had the sort of neon outlines of all of the, uh, the sort of cars and shapes. And the one thing that kept on catching me out is one of the abilities, I think it was like a, uh, it was almost like a flashbang where there was screen glare that prevented you for a few seconds from seeing where anybody was. And uh, one of the modes, especially when you're actually on a platform trying to stay on and not drive off the edge. Yeah, good luck with that. That was good fun. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, Luke did not win. <laughs> That's not true. I did pretty well. Wait a minute. 
No, like but, party, no video party crashes is on one screen, so you get a white effect that's on. It's like a everybody. full screen yeah. glare. So the trick even is the to, person that used it. Trick yeah. is to time it. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't use that bit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no strategy. So that one is done by Giant Margarita. They're based in Tasmania, and if you had played their previous game, which is called Party Golf, which you should do because there's actually a pixel sift mode. I knew he was going to say Inside this. Party Golf. Um, we're angling to get a pixel sift mode into the new game as well. Yep. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it draws on really strongly from, from that game, and the customization in that is such a key part. And you know, just playing on random is a hilarious and great way to play. And if you do lose, because you've fallen off the edge of a track, you're straight back into it. Like they, they, The match yeah. finishes really quickly, and you're straight back into it. They also yeah. have a really cool function in that game where Twitch interact. Twitch interactivity can modify your settings while you're playing. I love this. This is oh a more common gosh. thing every time you yeah. see a new game. Uh, yeah, yeah, people forget to mention that when talking about giant margarita stuff and I'm not sure if that's in Party Crashes I'm pretty sure it would be because that that, that was really cool and a great if part not, of it's sure it's coming yeah <laughs> I think one of my recommendations to check out, we were definitely going to say Party Crashes because that is a favourite and you should pick that up if you get the chance as soon as it comes out, um, is uh, totally, what is it? What do you call it? Realistic human basketball? Or? Totally, totally human, human golf. Basketball. basketball. Totally human basketball. <laughs> I want to say golf, but it's <laughs> totally not golf. Human we're we're golf done with golf. Golf is done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Which is done by Powerhoof. They're based in Melbourne. They're a two-man team. Uh, where you basically have four yeah, players. Yeah, two-man team. Yeah, two-man yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, four little creaturey things. Yeah. You've got to jump inside a gigantic mech and uh, control the robot by pressing buttons yeah. on and off. And there's jumps and there's jets and there's all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, it's extremely chaotic yeah. uh, and extremely fun. And I think it's, it's really... It's almost like a PvP lovers in a dangerous space time. Oh, yes. Which is... Ooh, I like which I'm sure you're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's got pink in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like too cute. Yeah, it's yeah. Into ridiculously yeah. cute. There's, I mean, there's plenty of great examples. I think that's one of the best things that we love about the indie floor is that you can go across the floor and you can play a bunch of different games and you can play with a bunch of randos as well. And it's still really great to just jump in and play the games. Uh, I think another great mention would be uh, Brief Battles, if you had a chance yep. to play yes, that, yep. uh, done by uh, South Australia's Juicy Cupcake, um, which is sort of similar to uh, a sort of a Super Smash Bros. style platformer, um, but you've got to smash the enemies and you've got to come smashing down on top of them. You can fire bullets and, and craziness and there's multipliers and... Weaponized farts. Yeah. Weaponized farts. And Characters in various states of undress. Exactly. Yeah. It's everything yeah. you ever wanted. And it's definitely a very fun uh, fun game to play. Yeah. Uh, so what have you've, you've played a lot of Party Crashes. What else have you been digging into on the floor? Well, there is one game that I really shouldn't like as much as I did, but I got hopelessly <laughs> addicted to it as quickly as I possibly could. Uh, it's a game called Spin Rhythm. So ah. it's uh, it's basically a, um, a rhythm game along the lines of uh, you know, Audio Surf or Thumper and that kind of thing. Um, but this one is actually designed to have like a, a wheel um, control scheme where there's uh, a pink section and a blue section and that sort of repeats them along the wheel. And uh, in terms of trying to navigate the track, there's like a whole bunch of uh, 3D polygons and kind of like a, you know, a, a sort of, I'd call it a party hellscape <laughs> that you're yep. basically navigating through. Yep. And, uh, and you, you have to actually tap... The controls played on iPhone, iPad, um, can play on uh, sort of PC as well. Um, one of the imports they actually had on the stand was an actual spin deck. So you're able to play with that. Mm. And um, you're basically sort of tapping, uh, rotating the wheel, uh, using your fingers to precisely kind of navigate these little sort of uh, thin channels as you're going through, and all done to the beat of some pretty rad music. And um, a lot of the tracks that they have used uh, are actually sampled from the Monster Cat library, for anyone who's familiar with that. Mm. We've actually used a little bit of that content on some of our uh, YouTube free. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Always got to look for that. Yeah. And um, some uh, that they've done themselves, they've got a composer on staff, from what I understand. But uh, yeah. 
yeah, man, that game, it's probably, it's like my new crack. I need to find this out outside <laughs> yeah. of the convention. It was really good. I'm going to have to try this. You're all raving about it. I was busy doing other things at the same time. It was so simple, and I, I kind of felt bad for liking this one in favour of some of the other games on the floor that clearly had a lot more moving parts. But sometimes the simple ones just get you. Yeah. You know, There's definitely a time at PAX where you're like, okay, I can't do complex tasks. Yeah. Give me something simple, something fun, something you can play with your friends and Absolutely. those types of things. Yeah. I think yeah. for me, it's, it's such a toss-up, but in terms of the indie game area, there's one sort of studio that we did. It was the very first thing that we did. We walked in and we did uh, Paperville. Um, Paperville by Panic. By Ultimus, yeah. yeah. Paperville yeah. Panic. And yeah. it's a VR game where you are the only firefighter in a world made entirely out of paper. <laughs> so nothing's going to go wrong. Yep. Um, yeah. The thing that's great about this game, other than the gameplay itself, which I'll get into, is that these guys opened their studio in March and started developing the game in March. And they're here on the floor wow. at the end of October showing a VR game, which is nuts. And we saw other stories like that, like from Stirfire last year with a year to development or less than a year to development. And I just think that's insane. Like to get a team of people together and have that dedication to bring the game to PAX, have a VR booth, which is another sort of element of logistics yeah, that difficult. you just, you know, you've got you've got to clean all the things, you've got to make sure you keep people safe, you've got yeah. to, you know, all sorts of stuff involved. We barely didn't record this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took yeah. us a lot of time to get this podcast together. But yeah. the actual game itself, uh, you're walking through, you've got the, different things you can axe. There's a lot of parts of the game that are kind of cute and hilarious and I think they're having fun with it. It's due out early next year, um, but it definitely is another great indictment for VR. There's not an awful lot of VR in the indie section this year. No, much less than there was last year. I think, yeah. I think, yeah. I think the, the momentum for VR was a lot more last year, like a lot, lot more substantial. They were like, yes, it's going to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we saw a VR backpack by a company I'm not going to name. Um, <laughs> it was... Yeah, but I, I think it's less this year, but I think that that's allowed people to be a little bit more innovative in other directions. The impression I'm getting with VR in general, especially as it's represented this weekend on the floor, is there's a lot less incubator projects and a lot more polished VR. Right. So you, we've actually got things that are making best use of the platform now as opposed to the, hey, let's just jump on while this is a hot theme and you know get some traction behind the fact that, hey, we're one of the VR options available. Now it's actually stuff like, wow, I could actually see myself purchasing and playing this game. So. There's yeah. a really good example that you should check out if you have a chance. It's called uh, Earthlight uh, by mm. Opaque VR. Yep. Um, who uh, recently? Who, it's basically you're on the International Space Station. You have to go around and do bits and pieces. Um, but they're working with NASA and the Australian Space Program uh, to. Why do you put that inverted commas? Is it? Is this a thing? Well, we don't have an Australian yeah. Space Program yet. <laughs> it's just a, an announcement. Um, We're so known. Are we for about it. to get an email? Yeah, <laughs> Malcolm. Just sort out the NBN, and then we'll talk about the Australian Space <laughs> yeah. Program. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting game, and it's a really good example of how technology from games can be used in a wide variety of different industries, which I think is really fascinating when you're talking about uh, you know, the broad appeal, because obviously people go out there and they want to buy these things, and they're like, oh, I'll play a great fun game. But mm. there's so many broad applications for this stuff, and it's like with VR, I feel like no one has even really touched that potential yet. We're kind of in that close thing. There's also a, a wireless VR and HTC that you can try. Mm. So you don't have to stand there with a tether and like, you know, snag yourself and wrap yourself and, yeah. in a cord. Yeah. And then you're like pulled <laughs> out of it immediately. And um, you can see that out there, which is another interesting thing. But I don't own a VR headset. Does not anyone? yet. Not yet. Is Next year for On Moss. your list? For Moss. Yeah. Right. So Moss was announced at E3 this uh, year and Moss yeah. is with, high up on my list. With the recent VR. Facebook slash Oculus conference and the re reveals of the new uh, sort of light model Oculus that's coming out, yep. Yep. I think this is going to be the second wave where people start to really pay attention. Mm. A bit more, you know, accessible again, not the tether to have to worry yeah. about. 
yeah, I think that's going to be maybe the turning point if there is going to be one. So. <laughs> we talked a little bit about, uh, I guess, party games and some of the fun stuff that we've seen. We're talking to some stuff about VR as well. But I think it probably a really good thing to mention was some of the really strong uh, Australian games with Australian content in it. So there's lots of games oh. made by Australians. Um, but we've got some really good representation of Australian stuff. And the one that kind of pops into my head, and I thought you were going to say that yeah. when you before, was a paperback. Yeah. Uh, which the only is, reason I didn't is because everybody's talking about it because it deserves it. It's exactly. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, and it's a, a really nice representation of uh, Australia. And we were talking to uh, one of the artists uh, a couple of days ago, and they were saying that they took it to uh, one of the family members of the players, and they had the headphones on, and they were listening to the sound effects, and it, they said, I feel like I'm in the bush. Yeah. Mm. So they went out there, and they actually recorded it in person it's amazing. and uh, got as much of it uh, live as possible and it was really just captured that Australian feel and even things like Necro Barista as well which is set love yeah, Necro yeah. Barista yeah, so Melbourne yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's a, you fantastic know, it's the most hipster of hipster games I've ever seen <laughs> exactly and if you like the anime style of, uh, visual yep. novels then it will be totally up your angle but it's got this, you know this Melbourne angle uh, set yeah. in Carlton uh, and you can see that on screen but even things like uh, Ticket to Earth yes. uh, which is a, a sort of uh, iOS and mobile uh, strategy game has a, an Australian themed. Well, sort of, it's, it's a universal story, but there's lots of little Australian references in it. You know, there's like Reinhardt refineries, and there's a, a character <laughs> who looks a lot like the Prime Minister, and <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of stuff like that, which is really clever. And I, I think it's, uh, I guess, uh, a really good thing to see because you know we see lots of games which are set in Seattle and New York and yep, London Boston. and yep. all of these places around. But it's nice to see some places where we can. Uh, have Australian content in there and I think it is a it's a uh, you know it's not the be all and end all for Australian games of course yeah. you know but it is nice to see that sort of stuff in there yeah it's a really big part we were talking to Nina who was working on Paperbark um, from Paperhouse and I said to her that we had played a game um, on our podcast called Never Alone which is a game if you haven't played it a bit of a narrative platformer let's say where it gives you all about the the Inuits. background of the Inuit people yeah. and you get those documentaries in the background and it's a lot about their culture and we said at the time why doesn't this exist or why I don't, or if, we, if it does exist, we need to play this for Australia. We need to learn more about our country and our Indigenous peoples and those type of things as well. And I think games like Paperbark are creating that space where people may be more comfortable to set things in Australia rather than America, that they, they know there is a market here. I mean, obviously, the, the indie booths are packed all weekend, all three days. So, Speaking of uh, that particular game, so Never Alone, there was another one that was one of the showcase winners this year that immediately caught my attention. And Mimo, you're going to have to help me out with the name here because I've gotten this wrong three times this weekend. So the one that plays with the different light perspectives. Projection. Projection, Projection. that's the one. So projection. I didn't have to help at all. <laughs> yeah, that was that was real cool. It um, definitely gave me a, a feeling of uh, sort yeah. of never alone meets some of the play dead games. Yeah. So looking at Limbo and Inside and that kind of stuff. So um, it is a, a kind of like a puzzle platformer light. Um, and light I use in pun sense and real sense because the game actually is built around the idea of refracting light in different directions and actually creating the path of progression with the way the shadows fall. And the, so, char the character and the world itself appears is, is in the style of uh, shadow puppets. Yes. Like you can actually yeah. see like the small little... Uh, like little. You've got it on your lanyard. I do have it on my right lanyard. Yeah, it looks a lot like this. <laughs> um, and you can see the small little poles holding up the uh, characters' arms and as they move. And yeah. you can see as they flip, when they change directions, they physically flip over. And it, it's... A, 
Absolutely. It's very nice and very very good to look at. Thinking yeah. back into the cultural background, though, yeah. the thing that stood out about that game, similar to what we've just spoken about, is that there are six sort of uh, cultural sort of uh, folk tales that they've tied into with the settings for the game. Yeah. And the one that they had on show for the most part today, I think, or this weekend, was actually a Indonesian yeah. uh, folklore theme. So oh, a lot awesome. of the architecture and hmm. the character models and everything had that sort of spirally art style. It was uh, very, very cool. So. The artist of that game, Yosha Nashiwan, is uh, Indonesian, and he's saying that he was showing it to his mum and his dad, and he was saying, these are the stories that I'm making in games. And they're like, wow, they actually care about something that I'm making because oh. it's something they can immediately relate to. And they recognize the characters because they're drawing from the... Uh, Can't sort be of, goosebumps, yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> Javanese uh, Wayang Kulit is the type of puppets that they have. And um, yeah, he said it was like amazing to see and really exciting to see his parents engaging with stuff that he's, he's done. He says... Great work, Yosha. And yeah. uh, if you could see any of his games that he's worked on, Inflatality is another. is another. Good party. Back, to the, back to the party. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, that game's out now, so you can yep. grab it on the PAX floor and play it with your friends. But um, yeah, it's, I think that's a really cool thing. And again, same thing, talking about like having a, a variety of different voices in games and being able to experience different perspectives. And you know, even if you don't immediately relate to that thing, you can still enjoy the game, but someone who does relate to it gets so much more out of it. So yep. Video games are cool, Mum. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. I didn't waste my time. I'm here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, who's got another one to throw on the table? What else I, we got? I certainly do. And it's got a big part of PAX. And I'm sorry, I'm going to bring it down a note. Well, not up a note. I think up a note. So big thing about PAX this year is mental health. We've got uh, Child's Play here, which is the Penny Arcade charity. We've got Checkpoint Hero doing their release of their mental health video. Um, and if you are down here on the floor, you can check out. They have a booklet for different uh, states of uh, if you're in pain or you're anxiety or boredom. And they recommend different games to play. But one really great game that's doing that really well is Florence, which is done by Mountains, and it's on display here at Annapurna, um, their publisher. It's really great. It's just a narrative game, so there is not really a lot of challenge to it, So, but it is a game that you can sit back and play, and it's about two people in love. And the really, there's some great mechanics in there, and the example is they give puzzle pieces. And so they meet in the, for the first time, and the puzzle piece that you have to put together is lots of little pieces and a little bit more difficult. And as they get to know more, the puzzle pieces get more simple, and they go together, and they just click yeah. and it's really nice and and so they're on the show floor doing that there's Gorogoa as well which is at the same thing which is a bit of a chill out puzzle game and so I'm enjoying oh it's not a chill out puzzle game <laughs> <laughs> that thing broke my brain oh my god it's, it's but it's, it's beautiful it uses art style and manipulating the art to find passages through things not unlike uh, I've forgotten the name of the game the second one came out this year Monument Valley thank you yes. yep. um, using perspective and those types of things but Florence was really nice and it's just one of those games you're not going to play it's not got replay value or necessarily those types of things but games like that where you can just sit down and chill out I think are as important as your sort of big blockbusters and those shoot 'em up ones this weekend I don't know I find that I personally have kind of started moving towards those shorter narrative experiences something that's yeah. nice and, and small that you can uh, put together like your fire watches and things like that and I guess another good example of that if you guys haven't had a chance to play that you should try and like <laughs> arm wrestle your way into it but is Rumu yeah. Uh, oh, gosh, uh, yeah. I can't wait. We're catching up with Alan Clean tonight, this afternoon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely one to check out because it it's a short sort of narrative experience and it's set in a not-too-distant future where every device is connected to the internet. That sort of happens today, but um, the devices oh, no. have, have become <laughs> sentient. So you play as Rumu, who is a uh, robot vacuum cleaner, yep. and you move through the house, and it's a point-and-click adventure game in sort of the style of a Monkey Island or, or uh, you know, uh, uh, double fine games that they've made um, and you, it's really interesting and I, I'm a real sucker for that sort of like future sci-fi good, good AI pun, I like it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. nice one good yeah. Uh, 
uh, yeah, for that AI sort of uh, human relation sort of thing and what's the nature of humanity and, and, and identity and all of that sort of stuff. But it's really cool. What does it mean to be alive? What does no, it mean yeah. to be alive? What does it actually mean? Yeah, the, the good tip for Rumu is I've heard and I know a little bit about why now. Bit of spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it for the audience. But it is the story is a little bit darker than you would be expecting mm. from an adorable sentient robot vacuum cleaner. Especially, I, I don't think they try to hide that because on the booth... They don't. On the, on the, on <laughs> the yes. booth, the VR, the VR on the booth is like, hey... Here's the robot cleaning up blood. Okay. It's yeah. a visceral yeah. cleanup detail kind of yeah. poster. Yeah. 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 It looks to me very similar to that idea of, um, and it's Anna Perner again who published the game, The What Remains of Edith Finch, which mm. really drew me in that game. And that mm. same sort of narrative that you're going along and suddenly it gets darker yeah. and suddenly you realise that you're in a bit of a bigger story than you thought you were in the first place. And I'm really looking forward to playing Rumors. That's going to be a good year for games, don't you? Oh, like, my goodness. I have not be. enough time. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. We've got all of these big titles coming out at the same time, but I, the, my attention really has has been captured by the indies on the floor this weekend for sure, as yeah. is every year. Yeah. I have an indie game problem. <laughs> I think we, I think we could definitely say we have the same problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, for us, I think it's always been uh, really interesting to see the the different types of creativity and the different ways that everyone kind of you know takes their indie game in a different direction, and everyone has got a different spin on it. And if you're not going down to check out the indie games at PAX, you're really missing out because yeah. it's uh, so many things you're not going to see anywhere else and mechanics you're not going to see anywhere else. Yep. And you're going to get a chance to actually talk to the people that make the game mm-hmm. and find out about why they made the game and the decisions that they made and you know what they put into it. I was talking to some really bored-looking attendees actually yesterday, and they were like, what, we've seen everything. And I go, have you been to the indie section? Huh. And, they go, and they go, where's that? And I go, wow. Yeah, map. Do, Give me a pen. Do you even circle. Why? Why are you even here? It's a, come on. I, like to to me, it's just a, the different packs experiences that people have. Some people just come to look at the latest Assassin's Creed or whatnot. Yeah. Mm. But I said, look, if you if you're bored, you shouldn't be because you can head down to the indie section and that's just you can find something there. There's got to be something there that. that tickles your fancy and you yeah. literally won't have enough time to see it all yeah no. you know there's like so many choices you can just walk around and like point at whatever colourful thing sparks yeah. in front of your eyes and yeah. you know you'll see something really awesome so yeah. Yeah. I just it's hope we don't hit that point seen. where there's queues to the same level in that area that would be a bit of a shame we're getting there so. Yeah. We're getting there. In Flatality got a bit nuts yesterday. I saw yeah. on Twitter that somebody started an impromptu tournament that they organised themselves and had videos <laughs> and everything. And it just was like standing room only around that booth. So, nice. Yeah. I want to throw one more in. So there was a game that we had uh, very strongly recommended to us by a couple of the uh, the booth exhibitors. Um, I went and checked out. Oh, it was yes. called Dead Static Drive. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I see this one? Single dev. Yes. Yep. One yeah. person. Crazy. It um, it gave me a real feel of uh, Hotline Miami meets the Tremors movie franchise, if that makes sense. <laughs> so it was it was weird. Like it it, it actually uh, was an adventure game, like a three D, um, very uh, sort of minimalistic art style adventure game where you're sort of running around, you're trying to find equipment and and gear to survive. There's a series of quests that sort of uh, you know revolve around you trying to you know get a step ahead of whatever filthy dangerous creatures are outside. And then as soon as you step outside, there's these giant sandworms that are popping up and throwing police cars at you and trying to kill you. So um, yeah, and, and that's just one of the enemies as well. Absolutely. Like at PAX last year, they had these sort of like. I don't know, like antlered like people sort of things, Not and they would like chase stuff. at you. And yeah. like, the universal yeah. symbol for people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, you know, like this. Um, yeah, they were, that's a really fascinating game. Mike Blackney, uh, who uh, developed that game, actually has gone and done that full-time now, so that's his only good. job that he does. So uh, very good, extremely cool style uh, with it, and definitely one to check out. So 
you've got we've got a little bit more of packs to, to go for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Where are you heading to straight after this, and what's the plan for Party Loaded for the rest of the rest of the weekend? You go, Memo. I need to check out the Gardens Between Us. I haven't had a chance yet. It's one of the showcase winners. It's one that was on the top of my hit list, and I just haven't had a chance to get there yet. Um, and I also need to play, play projection. I stood there for a long time, but it was very busy yesterday. Saturday is a big day, so I'm hoping that after this I can get my hands on that. So basically, I'm just going to do the showcase winners <laughs> is where I need to go after this, I think. I've got a few points to hit in the indie area, but there's a couple of AAA titles that I'm still keen to see. Boo. So, yeah. <laughs> what did we just say? What in. did we just say? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a tricky balance. I mean, I think that um, yeah. the, there's no, a lot of stuff. it's not a tricky balance. Yeah. It's a really no, easy it is, balance. It is no, a very kidding, good balance yeah. because I, you know, fortunately have probably an extra four hours a day than most mortals have because I just don't sleep. So I can play both. Yep. So yeah. stuff your... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, I, there's, there's a lot of good indie stuff le- left to go. I do want to just sort of peruse and grab whatever takes my fancy. Um, AAA stuff. Uh, God of War is one that I'm kind of keen to have a bit of a look at. Mm-hmm. Um, pending queues. And uh, most of the others I've hit already. Detroit made a very strong impression on me yes, uh, on Friday as well. So, um, And amazingly, D- Detroit Beyond Humans, one of those games that actually could have been an indie game. I think it's the sort of thing that is inspiring a lot of indie developers to have those sort of small encounters. Mm. Um, and we're seeing a lot less of a line between the experience on both sides of that fence now. I think that you know a lot of the, the indie games, um, and as, as polished as they are these days, they're moving forward going to be less and less distinguishable between the things that have you know all of the huge studio backing and the press behind them and that kind of stuff. So um, it kind of makes me feel good to know that uh, despite the label, the experience is maybe going to be not that far off. So, yeah. Well, we're going to be going through the indie floor again. If you haven't seen what we've been putting up on, on Twitter, uh, we've been talking to people all weekend. and we So plan many to, people. Uh, talking to more of them, basically, uh, as the rest of the weekend goes on, um, just to kind of see that what's happening and what's around. And if you aren't able to be at PAX, you can always go back and check the videos that we have yep. put up there. Hardest uh, working people in Australian podcasting this yeah. weekend, for sure, guys. We've that, got a r- really good... It's an extreme good... amount of content, and these guys are just in the media room all the time doing editing, so... Big yeah. ups to you guys. I did actually go and play a board game last night, which was oh, really oh, wow. nice. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't usually happen. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, there's so much talent out there. And our, our big thing is that we really want to showcase that talent. And we want to show the stories of the people who make this stuff. Because it is really important. And it's a hard job to make creative things. And to finish yep. something is something that should be celebrated. So uh, that's definitely something to check out. So that's what we'll be. And that's what we'll be doing. So uh, if you're around, come say hi. Or come check out on all the stuff there. Uh, I think that's pretty much all we got time for. So yep. that's good. Uh, now, if we yeah, want to find, see the audio technical guy over there's like, get out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. Sorry, the, man. It's too many games. Yeah. It's not our fault. I see yeah. the team from yeah. uh, Bitstorm standing yeah. there. Oh, Bitstorm. They're, they're up next. They want yeah. in. Yeah. Getting yeah. ready to go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, if we want to find Party Loaded online, if we haven't had a chance to see it, whereabouts is the best place to find all your episodes and all the other video stuff that you guys do? Absolutely. So uh, PartyLoaded.com has pretty much links to everything. Uh, we are on Twitter at Party Loaded Show. Follow us on Facebook. Search for Party Loaded. Uh, but video content pa- pack specific that you'll see that, that we've uh, put together from this weekend and uh, past packs as well, you can find at uh, youtube.com slash channel endgame. That's where to go. And Mitchell, where are we online? Yeah, so we are at pixelsiv.com.au and if you just search Pixelsiv in Facebook, Twitter and YouTube, you'll find all our stuff um, where it is. Yeah. <laughs> do a yeah. podcast every fortnight. And we also do a podcast every fortnight. Yeah, yeah. We, we talk to indie devs. That's, yeah. that's what we do and we discuss the topics that, that kind of come out. And It's like a shopping list of games, guys. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Really, you want really to support good. your habit, Pixel Sift is it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah. Well, look, it's been really fun. Uh, I think Perth represent the WA GPN. Yeah. So. West side? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's uh, great to get there. And I'm really keen to get back onto the floor and packs and meet, play some more games and meet some more indies. Let's yeah. roll. Pot's second. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. See you then. Party. <laughs>